0: Well, good morning and welcome to church. We are the church. Welcome to Bloomer Baptist Church, though, where our motto, our drive, our goal, our mission statement is to know Christ and make him known. Welcome to Christ Church. And this gathering, this fellowship of his body of believers here at 2620 Duncan Road, Bloomer, Wisconsin. Yes, we are the church. We are his. What does this mean, though? What do we do? And why do we do it? Seriously, why? We as the church have great blessings and responsibilities. We will continue today to talk and to look to God's word as to why we do some of the things we do at church. Thank you, Pastor Chuck, for filling in for me in the pulpit while I was gone, on gone sick. And he talked about why do we have membership, why do we serve, and then before that, Pastor Eldon had filled in and did a one-off, serve, uh, one-off service message, wonderful message, on Psalm 23. And then before that, the week one introductory to this series, we did a sermon on communion. Today, we're talking about worship. You see, there's so many things that the church does that we don't really talk about why or how We do it. We just expect people to know and to understand. They come in the door and we say, welcome to Bloomer Baptist Church. Thank you for coming. Have a seat. But nobody cares to ask. Do they understand the basics? And I understand it can be a very awkward conversation, but we're looking back. We're going back to the basics now. We're going to spend some time here starting with worship. You see, we desperately need to worship God. We desperately need to worship God. And Pastor also John Ortberg says this, I need to worship because without it I can forget that I have a big God beside me and live in fear. I need to worship because without it I can forget his calling and begin to live in a spirit of pre self-preoccupation. I need to worship because without it I lose a sense of wonder and gratitude and plod through life with blinders on. I need to worship because my natural tendency is towards self-reliance and stubborn independence. You see, we need to worship. Here is the main idea today. We have a calling to worship. We are created and we are called to praise, worship, and glorify God which all have a very similar, if not the same, meaning. We are created and called to praise and worship, to glorify God. In fact, as John Piper once said in his sermon, this is the final end of all existence, the worship of God. God created the universe so that it would display the worth of his glory. And he created us so that we would see this glory and reflect it by knowing and loving it with all our heart and soul and mind and strength yes we were created to worship and we will continue to worship someone or something for all of eternity now before i continue on i want to encourage you to take notes i want to encourage you to get that pen get that paper ready there's a lot of quotes today there's a lot of scripture references today not all of which i have a slide for get your pens ready get your paper ready or get your minds ready Yes, to pick up where we left off. Yes, we were created to worship and we will continue to worship someone or something for all of eternity. Every person on this earth is worshiping someone or something today. Unfortunately, far too often we lose focus and fail to worship how we should and who we should. There is not a problem with the idea of worship. Worship is good. But in what or who, one is worshiping near the end of the book of revelation chapter 22 verse 8 and 9 john falls at the feet of an angel beginning to worship and he is reprimanded the angel saying you must not do that exclamation mark you must not do that the angel commanded john is commanded here you must not do that worship god not angels not fellow servants in other words not anything but god worship god Psalm 150 verse 6 instructs that everything that has breath, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Another person once said, we were created to worship, it's not just something we do, it's who we are, and our worship takes us places. If we want to go anywhere worthy though, if we want to go anywhere righteous, we must worship none other than our triune God. The worship of our Lord God Almighty is an activity that will be central in our lives throughout all of time. Yet most people have no true concept or only a faint idea of what it means to worship God and how to do it. Apart from a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, no one can truly worship God, for he can only be truly worshiped in spirit and truth, John 4. And apart from Christ, no human is spiritually alive. Or seeks the truth, Ephesians 2 and Romans 3. In fact, even for the dedicated believer, the worship of God falls short. Because while we remain in our unglorified state on this earth, our struggle with sin hinders us from worshiping as we should. You see, whereas worship... Should be an utmost priority of all living beings. Or as one pastor said. It should be our cherished crown jewel. Far too often it is misunderstood. Or it is a missing jewel from our life. Instead of the very present jewel from our life. So what is worship? What is worship? Worship is not about a specific place. Or a certain act or a song. Although it can include some of these. Worship is more than all of this. Worship is an attitude. Worship is an attitude one of which is displayed in spirit and truth John 4:20 20 to 24 reads this way Our fathers worshiped on this mountain but you say that in Jerusalem is a place where people ought to worship Jesus said to her Woman believe me the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem where you worship the father you worship what you do not know we worship what we know for salvation is from the Jews But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. One pastor here accurately states that the in the spirit here is to mean that a true worship idea is carried along by the Holy Spirit and is happening mainly as an inward spiritual event, not mainly as an outward bodily event. And the in-truth is to mean that this true worship is a response to true views of God and is shaped and guided by these true views of God. So let us move forward now with some points, some views of God, of our own. Number one, worship is an act of reverence and awe. As we worship, we are reverencing and in awe of God. In fact, this is the very definition of worship, of praise, or to glorify, which states to be in great admonition and reverence of something or someone, especially a deity or God. We are worshiping God, our creator, the almighty creator of the heavens and the earth. Yes, be reverent, be in all. True worship is the recognizing and the celebrating of the greatness of God. Let me say that again. True worship is the recognizing and the celebrating of the greatness of God. I think I'll say that even one more time. True worship is the recognizing and the celebrating of the greatness of God. God. And we do this in reverence and awe. To properly do this, we must see that true worship also involves focusing on God before oneself or anything else. We can see a great illustration of this in how scriptures describe angels falling down, bowing before, and worshiping God in heaven. Or in how we see Revelation describing our future worship of God. But to help illustrate our reverence and awe, let us go back to the beginning in genesis 1 we read this in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth let me go on i don't have time to read the entire book of genesis or chapter that time but i do want to read more in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth the earth was without form and void and darkness was over the face of the deep and the spirit of god was hovering over the face of the water's and God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. Interesting fact Tim Jacobson, one of our members here, is leading a study in the book of Genesis and at a men's Bible study at Main Street Cafe, Thursday mornings at 7.30. I encourage you to attend. But we read further at verse 6 of Genesis 1. And God said, Let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters, and let it separate the waters from the waters. And God made the expanse and separated the waters that were under the expanse from the waters that were above the expanse. And it was so. And God called the expanse heaven. And there was evening and there was morning the second day. And it was so. The earth brought first vegetation, plants yielding seed according to their own kinds, and trees bearing fruit in which is their seed according to its kind. And God saw that it was good, and there was evening, and there was morning the third day. And God set them in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth. To roll over the day and over the night and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was, more, and there was morning, the fourth day. I would love to continue and read on. I will not take up the time this morning, but I encourage you to read on. Later, God creates the, the, the birds and the living creatures of the sea, and then God creates man. You see, we all know what comes after this. And despite what some may have been told, man did not create the heavens and the earth, the light and the darkness, the night and the day, water and land, the plants, the animals, the sea creatures. Humankind did not create themselves and we definitely did not just come to be either. God created all things and this includes us and the purpose of God creating us was for his glory for his purposes not our own we are not the center of the universe he is from Genesis to Revelation the focus of scripture is ultimately God not man but this is a good thing and we'll get into the appreciation later you see it says in the beginning God Created The heavens and the earth. Psalm 111 says to praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord with your whole heart in the company of the upright in the congregation. Great are the works of the Lord studied by all who delight in them full of splendor and majesty is his work. This scripture may not be speaking specifically of creation, but it does help emphasize the need to praise the Lord out of reverence and awe. For his majestic work. His splendor. His work continues today in how he continues to care for his creation. And this includes us. Speaking of reverence and awe, in Psalm 24 we read, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and those who dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? Here David began where an Israelite would typically begin, praising the creator of all things. For me, this is a great way to praise God, to worship him in an act of reverence and all. This is a confession that all wealth and fertility of the earth are not for man's exploitation, but for God's satisfaction, glory, and plan. In worship, reverence, and awe of God for all he has created and cared for. This is a great place to begin. There is a sense of appreciation and security. Knowing that our world belongs to God. And this should bring us at the very least metaphorically to our knees. Revelation 4.11 rightfully states, Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. Who of you, who of us, will come into the presence of the Lord out of a call to praise and worship God our creator? And in a position of reverence and awe for all he has done, continues to do, and will do for all of time. This brings me to point two. Point two, a view of God, a view of worship is this. Worship is an act of humility. There is no way to worship the Lord and be proud at the same time. Worship is recognizing that you do not deserve what you have been given or blessed with. True worship brings you to your knees, your face, in humility before your creator, your savior, your Lord. And that may not be always physically, it may be metaphorically. In Romans, we're reminded that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And yet this same God, the one true and only God, Chose to show us his love in sending his one and only son, Jesus, to die for our sins. Yet while we were still sinners, God is good and we are not. Yet he chose to save us anyways. As you realize just how little you deserve, yet how greatly blessed you are, you should naturally be brought to a state of praise and worship in humility. Professor and author D.A. Carson once stated... Worship is a proper response of all moral, sentient beings to God, ascribing all honor and worthy to their creator, God, precisely because he is worthy, and delightfully so. Psalm 95, 6 says, Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. This is an act of humility we must bow down before god and focus our hearts and minds and souls on him for all eternity on him interestingly in the old testament the most common word for worship is the hebrew word hishtava or some related version of this word and its basic meaning is to bow down with the sense of reverence and respect and honor and humility and it occurs 171 times. We also see this concept in the New Testament where people bow down before Jesus and worship. How can we help but worship and bow down before the Lord our God, a God who allows us to come to him in such a poverty-stricken state and way as ourselves, honest and humble? This is what the church ought to look like. Bowing down and worshiping the Lord, our maker, out of reverence, out of awe, out of humility. Praising God, for he still calls us to worship and serve him. And what a great blessing this is. By the grace of Jesus Christ, this is our worship, and he accepts it. Number three, worship is an act of appreciation. Worship is an act of appreciation, while struggling just a few short weeks ago, dealing with uneasiness and an unexplained anxiety and panic from COVID fatigue, there is a sense of peace and security in knowing that our world and everything in it belongs to God. There is a great peace in knowing that despite all the consequences of a sin-filled world, God still has control, purpose, and a plan. This is our Father's world, and nothing happens here that he does not know about. Every person is his, every creature is his. And it is comforting to know that wherever you are, whatever you're going through, he knows where you are, what is happening and brings hope to our futures. You are not lost, you are not destined to misery, but greatness in his presence for all eternity. Yet some are destined for misery, but only by not choosing to confess that Jesus is Lord and follow after him. Talk about something to appreciate. We have grace. We have mercy. God is the creator. We are the created. He is the almighty, the all-knowing, the all-present in our lives. And we must leave things in his creative hands and concentrate our efforts on trusting him and praising him. Worship him out of appreciation for all he has done, does, and will continue to do. God is good. We've been created in his image. We are moral, conscient beings with knowledge and capability to discern right and wrong and to understand spiritual things thanks to his spirit residing within us. We have salvation and righteousness through Christ's sacrifice on our behalf and through following him as Lord. Worship the Lord out of an appreciation for his victory over our sin. Worship the Lord for his victory and his eternal reign as Lord of creation. And finally, number four, lastly, four, worship is an act which may be displayed in many ways. Worship is an act which may be displayed in many ways. How will you worship? How will you worship today? How will you worship tomorrow? How will you worship this week, this month? this year for the rest of eternity you see worshiping god is lifting your voices it is using instruments and talents of musical nature but this is not all praise and worship of the lord should be a way of life not a way of sunday praise and worship of the lord should be a way of life not a way of sunday praise and worship is about an attitude not just a song Yes, whether we are singing an 1800s hymn or modern-day worship song we heard on the radio this week, we can and should praise and worship the Lord with reverence, all humility, and appreciation. If anyone chooses not to sing a song just because of its date of origin, then they're making it about themselves and their preferences instead of about the act. The true act of worship sees beyond our desires, our preferences, as we simply come to focus on God and giving him just a morsel of what we're able to give and of what he deserves. But despite all this, we must also see that we worship the Lord in other ways as well. 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. To worship is not only to sing songs and lift holy hands in prayer. To worship is to serve the living God. And we do this in many ways. The way we work, the way we treat friends and family, the way we love, the way we treat strangers, the way we live and breathe. All these things can and should be treated as an act of worship. Rick Warren states, work becomes worship. Yes, you can work, treat work as worship. Work becomes worship when you dedicate it to God And perform it with an awareness of his presence and doing it to his glory. And this very concept is true for all things in life. Do you glorify God in these things, in all things, in this way? Are you using what God has blessed you with to his glory and with an awareness of his presence? You see, everything we do can and should be an expression of worship. What matters most is not the song selection, the job at hand, or the company or fellowship we find ourselves surrounded with. What matters is our posture or attitude towards God while we're doing it. A closing thought and take-home challenge is this. If you have taken no other notes, yet you have your pen ready or paper ready, write this down. Christ church. That's all of us, believers, followers of Christ as Lord, Christ's church will reveal their faith and love of God to the world around us by how we treat everything as an act of worship. I beg you to consider, what do people see in your life? Are you revealing God and his glory in all things? And as we work to close, what is worship? To summarize, worship is an act of reverence and all, an act of humility, an act of appreciation. And an act which may be displayed in many ways. We may worship and sing him with instruments on Sunday morning. With reading and studying of God's word and prayer. But, but, how will you worship and glorify God this week? In all you do for all you have and all you do not have. Worship God, glorify him in all these things. God created us to worship. And we will worship and serve something it will either be the true God, a false God, or gods, or ourself. When we do not worship the true God, then the consequences to ourself and others are dire. Make the right choice and, cho- and a choice to follow our call to worship the Lord as we were created and destined to do. Glorify him and reveal him in all things and in all days and for all eternity. We are called to worship to praise, and to glorify God. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for you are good. We thank you, Lord, for calling us to worship. We thank you, Lord, for giving this, us this, this call within our lives. Lord, we thank you for we have so much to worship you for. And Lord, we just pray as we worship, as we close in song here in a moment, We pray, Lord, that you would receive all the reverence, all the awe, that we would come to you in humility and out of appreciation. But I pray, Lord, that this worship would not end with this song. I pray, Lord, that this worship would continue for all of time, every day of our lives, and for all of eternity. It's in your holy and powerful name we pray now. And all God's people said, amen. and